our foster care system is shattered. And this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, change in the system and changing the lives of children in foster care. Hi, my name is Rob Shear. I'm the founder of a national charity called Comfort Cases. I'm an advocate for children in foster care. I'm a public speaker. I'm an author of A Forever Family, but most important, I'm a dad to five of the most amazing kids. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. Well, good morning, everybody. It's Rob Shear, and I am so excited that all of you have joined us today for Fostering Change. You know, this season has been so exciting on so many levels, but I want everybody to understand we are still in a pandemic. You know, this has been one year. Um, I remember the other day as I was looking through my Facebook memory, as it was talking about how I was starting to count down the number of days that we thought we would be in lockdown. You know, for today on my um, Facebook memory, I was saying it was day 12. You know, I reminded people during this post that I did about how kids who are in the foster care system have been going through a pandemic every single day after they've entered foster care. Most of us don't even realize that the statistics are showing us that children who are entering foster care actually suffer from post-traumatic stress disorder twice the rate. Listen to this now twice the rate as our combat veterans. You know, my friend today, Jessica Stern, who is the co-founder of Connect Our Kids is with me. Um, and we're gonna talk about that today. We're gonna talk about trauma. We're gonna talk about PTSD. And we're gonna talk about how you as a community can help these children. Jessica, welcome to Fostering Change. Oh, thank you for having me. It's so great to see you. It is great to see you. you. Know this is our first season. We're actually showing each other, and I know that you've been on our podcast before, and you always have such great information to bring us. So I'd like to know. Um, let's start right off. What's been going on for the last year for um, your organization, Connect Our Kids? Well, like every organization, you're uh, you really have to uh, adjust right to the situation. So. Uh, before the pandemic, as you may recall, we were piloting our family connections technology, which is our uh, it, it basically our technology that scales up the most successful family finding techniques in the country. And we were piloting it with like just at eight people. And prior to our pilot, we spent several years interviewing family recruiters, policymakers, everybody in the child welfare system who would talk to us. And let me tell you, uh, you just would be amazed what people will tell you when they feel uh, not judged or when they don't feel like um, their jobs are at stake. Uh, the people that designed our technology um, are the people are in the trenches doing the work. And so when we started interviewing everybody on the ground to build this technology, we started piloting it. And then when COVID hit, all of those people contacted us like, hey, did you do that thing? And hey, is that thing ready yet? And we were like, um, well, it's sort of ready. Uh, we're piloting it, but if it's useful to a child and if it's useful to you, the social worker or the child welfare professional, we were like, okay, we'll just make it widely available. So we really um, moved through our pilot quickly um, in the sense of it, it wasn't exactly what we thought it was going to be, right? So it went from uh, 50 users to 1,200 users within wow. a year. 
Yeah. That is amazing. So Jessica, for those of you who have not listened to the podcast last year, and by the way, I hope that you all do. Um, you know, I, I say this quite often, please go back, listen to our other episodes. You can find them at comfortcases.org under podcasts. But Jessica, real quick, if you could tell us about your program. Yeah, absolutely. Um, our Family Connections tool um, was designed because my co-founder is a nuclear scientist. And she had read an article in Time Magazine about the most successful techniques to find permanent placements for children was to build out an extensive family tree. Uh, P.S. This reduces trauma, right? Wow. It, so, and so these programs, they're about nine in the country. Uh, my co-founder uh, was, you know, seeing how technology was being used in uh, national security. And she spent her career tracking uh, nuclear material and seeing how uh, the government was using uh, technology to track terrorists and terrorist networks. And when she read an article about this, she was like, certainly the government is using the same kinds of <laughs> technology in child welfare. And as you know, no, I mean, many jurisdictions are really using outdated technology by 35 years. Now, if you can imagine, um, one of the first conversations I had uh, with a social worker, I walked into her office and I was really naive and really stupid. I'll be real honest and upfront. <laughs> I asked her, what do you do to reach out to the extended family? Because by law, you're required to, to reach out to the extended family when a child is in your care. How do you do that? And she started to go into her processes. And I looked at the table behind her and there were stacks of probably 42 files, paper files that were this thick, Rob. And I was like, what are, what are those paper files over there? Do you mind me asking? And she was like, those are my files. Those are my case files. I'm like, but you're using a technology platform, right? And she said, it's so slow. It's just easier to use paper. Wow. Like, oh dear God. So what we, we, we immediately knew uh, that Jennifer's idea to scale up this successful techniques by using a cloud-based platform that anybody can use, hop on, um, to, to do the family finding piece, which means essentially you just build out a family tree, find the contact information, which as it turns out is the most difficult piece. Right now, family recruiters that do this very specific work, it takes about uh, eight days to find an email or a phone number of an extended family member, uh, like a cousin or an aunt. Well, we built a technology tool that will allow you to find contact information within 30 seconds. Wow. Now, that is amazing. I mean, that is absolutely amazing. You know, yeah. I've seen those files, by the way, in many social yeah. workers' offices. And, I, and I've and i always thought, you know, I, I tell people this quite often. I'm a banker by trade. I, um, over 27 years, and I remember the paper files. I remember when, you know, nine years ago, we went paperless. And yeah. I am always shocked. And I, I, I want to throw this up there is just last night, you know, as we're in the process of adopting our fifth child, our social worker came and did their monthly visit as they do. And once again, you know, she has this stack of paper files and, you know, we're signing this paper stuff all the time. So you're saying that not only are we trying to help find that the, the, some type of bio connection family, but we're also able to eliminate a lot of that paperwork that the, the social workers are carrying around. Yeah, I mean, they right now, um, when it comes to the family finding process, it's really, uh, 
you know, they're just doing the best they can. Some jurisdictions are better than others, of course, but by and large, the most part of folks are just uh, building out family trees on post-it notes and uh, Excel spreadsheets, which is very, it's very smart. It's very, I mean, one time I walked into an office and the woman had color-coded post-it notes for the maternal side, the paternal side, and then she had a color for um, just pe important people like the coaches and the teachers, the people, the community that that are connected to this kid while before they're pulled into the system, right? Because once they get pulled into the system, they're oftentimes removed from everything they know. Uh, Connect Our Kids does not hold a position on who a child needs to be with permanently, whether it's blood or, or otherwise. We hold a position that in this day and age, 20,000 kids no longer need to age out of the foster care system without permanent connections. Yeah. I think that is so important. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I, I say this quite often, it doesn't matter whether a child is six months that enter the system, or when they're 19, and they age out, they deserve a foundation, they yeah. deserve to have the connection. And, and if we, you know, as opposed to the leaders do yeah. not help them build that, you know, as well as I do, when they get to the wayside, they will flounder, you know, well, they're, they're suffering. This is what kills me. And I you and I've talked about this before. I suffered with PTSD my entire life. I lived with a foster family as a little girl. They were the best foster family. I adore them. They're still my family right now to this day, 40 years later. But the fact of the matter is family separation causes trauma. And if we don't address that trauma and, and heal these hearts and minds and souls, um, they're not going to succeed, succeed, and 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 or it's going to be very difficult for them to succeed. And one of the things that we found out through the pilot, um, when we we're talking to all of these different uh, social workers and family recruiters, um, every state has an independent living program. Okay, you know about these, right? They teach you how to fill out a checkbook. They teach you how to, you know, all the things you need to learn how to do. Fill out an application to get a, a job, an application to to, to get a, an apartment. These are all really important skill sets, right? But if you don't address the trauma, these kids are on a hamster wheel and they are spinning and they are gonna move into adulthood and spend the majority of their 20s and 30s trying to figure out. And yeah. that is not okay. That's not okay. And one of the um, exciting things that came out of the pandemic, um, when we first started the pilot, we started talking to independent living programs and quickly realized, not everybody's trauma informed that are helping these youth, number one. Number two, they're really focused on the hard skills. And what we're doing is addressing the soft skills. Um, we have partnered, and I'm so excited uh, to share this, but we've partnered with um, several trauma experts that are donating their time, Rob. You know how rare that is in, in this space. Um, trauma experts are building out video content for these youth to be paired along with our family connections tool, meaning 14 to 24 next year, by this time, youth will be able to sit down with a video, a trauma-informed video program that walks them through what is PTSD? How does that affect our brains? How does that affect our relationships? How does it affect you at, at your work? Because guess what? You're going to go get a job and things are going to trigger you and you're not going to even know what is is wrong. You're going to think something's wrong with you. And the fact is nothing's wrong with these kids. What, what happened to them is wrong. Yep. 
And now we can teach them how to heal themselves. And, and guess what, Rob? That's by building relationships, right? Oh, I love it. I love it. Well, listen, everybody, um, we are in the process of talking to my amazing friend, Jessica. She is the co-founder of Connect Our Kids. Jessica, we're going to take a little break here. And I want to get back and talk about that because I do believe that building relationships builds a stronger future. So listen, everyone, I've said this before. Share, share, share our podcast. Go to YouTube. Subscribe. You know, I just found out this morning I was reading an article the more subscriptions we get, the better chances we have to get in front of the people who really need to hear these podcasts. So please do us a favor. Now, just give us a couple of minutes. Stay tuned for this amazing supporter who is actually supporting our podcast, and we'll be right back. This episode of Fostering Change is sponsored by Comfort Cases, a national nonprofit that is inspiring our communities to bring dignity and hope to youth in foster care. You know, for just $10 a month, you can support the Comfort Cases mission to eliminate trash bags from the foster care system. For every $10 donated, a Comfort XL duffel bag will be given to a child entering foster care. Please help us be part of the change. Go to comfortcases.org and see how you can help a child entering our foster care system. I just want to welcome everybody back to Fostering Change. Again, I am so excited to be here with my friend, Jessica Stern. She is the co-founder of Connect Our Kids. And right before we took the break, we were talking about relationships. You know, Jessica, you, um, a kid from the foster care system, me, a kid from the foster care system, I will tell you one of the hardest things I had was building relationships. Mm -hmm. I always, you know, up until I was in my early 30s, um, I always felt that there was a reason that why would somebody want a relationship with me? Or I was always sabotaging that relationship because I wasn't used to a healthy relationship. So is that one of the programs that you're going to be focusing on? A hundred percent. Yeah. It's, it's so fascinating to me that um, technology brings this opportunity like, like never before. Right. So everybody in the youth in the foster care system, they all have access to, to technology. And so we can bring them the best trauma informed care right to their phones. So right now, as many listeners know, um, youth are picked up when they age out of the foster care system and they're shuttled over to the homeless shelter. Uh, when I found that out, I, I still, I'm so disturbed by that. Uh, but what, what we're, um, working on is giving them the tools they need to make themselves successful. And as you know, you will not reach true success until you have positive, loving, stable relationships. And you can have that. These kids can have that. And one of the things that I had to do uh, to help heal myself was to really look into the family and ask what the hell happened. Because I was 10. Right. And um, with when you're separated from your family at the age of 10, you oftentimes don't know the family politics and the history and what what happened. And so I had to really just interview everybody that knew my family to try to put things back together. And what was really fascinating is once you have a story in your mind that makes sense to you, you're able to drop it and move on. Yeah. But if you don't have a story that makes sense, if all of it is blank pieces, 
you're not able to really heal what needs to be healed. And what Connect Our Kids is doing is creating um, really innovative uh, video set series that will walk you through um, how they can help heal themselves and by building the relationships around them that they need to be successful will we'll, we'll absolutely accelerate the healing and push them into a place of success personally and professionally. And I think that we all know that these youth are resilient. We all have resilience in us. We all have the opportunity to heal, but we have to know what's going on in here in order to do that healing. I agree. I agree with you on that. And let me tell you, the one thing that I love is I love the video aspect of it. You know, I I think about, you know, I'm, I'm a dad of five and and my youngest son, who's 12 years old. I mean, he is so into videos. Um, every There is not a day that goes by that he's not bringing me a video to say, dad, look at this, watch this. We know that the videos really, truly help talk to the younger generation compared to this old 54-year-old man sitting there in a room trying to say, now, remember my story and listen. Yeah. But to watch yeah. the, them, to for them to be able to watch these videos on their own um, path and at their own time, I love that that opportunity. So you're working on this project right now. You're starting to build these videos and strike. Yeah. You know, I I will tell you, Jess, I I. I look at the fact of when you started to talk about, you know, everyone's life story, you know, I'm 54. I've repeated that so many times to people, but just recently um, I did a DNA test and I had not done a DNA test. I really didn't have a desire to do a DNA test, but it was yeah. one of my biological sisters who did a DNA test. And she was like, you have to do this. I found out so much. And I was just like, what is there more for me to find out? I mean, you know, I, I was a kid like you, came into the system under the age of 12, dysfunctional family, knew all about how crazy everybody was. But then all of a sudden, I get this DNA test back and I find out that everything that I had been raised and told was not accurate. So, you know, have have you thought about connecting with like an ancestry.com or this, you know, 21 and me to yeah. figure out to help these stories before they get to my age and realize, oh my God, there's another brother and sister out there that I didn't even know about. Yeah, it's so crazy. And that's another level of healing, right? Because you have to process all of this new information. That's one of the things Connect Our Kids is really working to do. By connecting youth to stable environments uh, quickly, that starts the healing process. And then these video contents will come in and help them as they move into adulthood. And as you said, when they're ready to process, right? You might be 15 being like, whatever world, I'm not ready for you people. Uh, but when you come back at 16 or 17 or maybe 24, you're ready to understand. Um, one of the things that is really fascinating to me is that I, we get calls all the time from former foster youth who are looking for cousins, siblings, siblings they didn't they get separated and they don't even know where their siblings are our technology right now is helping to connect uh siblings uh groups back to to one another and that helps that healing process as you know um one of the stories that we just got out of ohio is so exciting a social worker with her own money paid for a 23andme test because a young girl who was born into the foster care system, was adopted out, then went back in because her adopted parents were very abusive. Mm -hmm. She 
is aging out of the system with a baby inside of her belly. She's ready to give birth and bring a child into this world. And her social worker was like, we cannot send you out to the homeless shelters. We've got to figure this out. They did a 23andMe test, came back, plugged in all of the 23 results into our Family Connections platform. Within a week, she had her biological family in her living room ready to support her. To, so to follow up with your question, yes, we are, we are actively uh, looking for connections to Ancestry.com and 23andMe. Because the fact of the matter is everybody in this young girl's life failed her, but her bio family, there were members that were not a part of the immediate circle that were further out into the family tree that were ready and willing and able to help. They just needed to be notified. Yeah, they didn't know. The column. Yeah. They didn't know. I mean, I hear these stories all over the country. It's like, yeah. if I would have known, I didn't know. I mean, and so many times there's such a a, a stigma of shame. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, as you said, that family member is far off. I mean, I, I've, uh, you and I both have seen this time and time again, where, you know, one of the family members are like, I can't deal with these crazies and goes off and becomes successful. And, yeah. and all of a sudden, they don't know that there's three or four or five other children that are, are born. You know, Jessica, how do we find out more about your organization? Um, you can visit connectourkids.org. I would ask and uh, encourage everybody to follow us on social media. We have all the platforms, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter. Um, I, I think it's really important for everybody, it, no matter what jurisdiction or what state you're living in, please share our information. Pro both private and public agencies can use our technology for free. Connect for free? Yeah. So Connect Our Kids, when we decided to start uh, Connect Our Kids, Jennifer and I both have background in government. We understand that government does a lot of wonderful, great things. And we also understand the bureaucracies that exist. And we did not want to, uh, we wanted to reduce every barrier to modern technology. So a social worker or a child welfare professional, whether working in a public or private agency in your area, can go to connectourkids.org and, and access our technology tools for free. We have free trainings on YouTube and we also have a free app. Go to connectourkids.org or go to the, your app store and download Connect Our Kids. Social workers can do this work from their car. Wow, that is amazing. And the fact that it's free. Listen, you know, I say this quite often, um, educate our public, educate our community, and we will solve the problem. And I do believe that right now the problem, it is a pandemic of an emergency that kids who are aging out of the system need a foundation. If never before, they need a foundation. And we also have to look at our history, Jess. We have not done this right for you know all these years. Here's an opportunity. We have the technology, you know, to be able to to build a strong foundation because the only thing that we keep doing is aging these kids out of the system and putting them in a penitentiary it's aging them out of the criminal. system yeah yeah 
It's, it's, it's criminal. You know, yeah. it, it is very criminal. And I will tell everybody, listen, I say this quite often, you know, please, please, you know, share this podcast, share, follow, follow. you're going to have all the links will be on our podcast platform, go to YouTube, you'll be able to get a hold of Jessica, you can email us at fosteringchange at comfortcases.org, ask questions. I have an amazing relationship with Jessica. We are big supporters of our organizations at Comfort Cases. And we do believe the more we get together, the stronger our community will be. You know, one of the things that I always need each and every one of us to do is do the five. I talk about it often. Share this with five people that you know that will get something out of this. Get five people to subscribe to our YouTube channel to watch this. Visit, connect, ourkids.org and find out how you can be a part of the change. Because again, these kids don't belong to me. They don't belong to you. They belong to us. Well, Jessica, again, I am so, so thrilled that you were on Fostering Change. And this will not be the last time you will all hear from my friend. We are going to follow up with her in the next six to eight months and see exactly how we're able to take this amazing movement and get it in the hands of people who need it. Social workers, you listen to our show all the time. Last year, you voted us one of the top 10. Listen to this. This is free, okay? Go to the hierarchies of whoever you need to and help us make sure that even though it's free, we need that state funding. So as you're listening to me, my delegates, my senators, all throughout our country, find out why are we not using this? Why are we continuing to allow children to age out of a system without a permanent foundation. Jess, is there any, I want to give you the last words. What's the last thing you'd like to tell everybody? Well, I'm going to take the words from my brilliant co-founder, Jennifer Jacobs. And she always says, let's just treat these children like we would treat our own. That's true. I can promise you, I wouldn't drop my child off at a homeless shelter at the age of 18. Yeah. Yep, and you're exactly right. We need to treat these kids as if they're own. Listen, everyone, thank you so much for another amazing episode of Fostering Change. You can listen to us on all the podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Deezer, Stitcher, you name it, we are there. But also be able to watch this, be able to watch Jess and I talk and talk about what we're so passionate about, and that is our children. And again, we want to talk about our kids who are in foster care because we need their future to be bright. Because if their future is bright, my friends, your future is bright. So until next week, thank you so much. Continue, find your five, and be a good human. Take care. I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. Check out the Fostering Change blog at comfortcases.org. And I know some of you have a question, and I know some of you would love to be a guest. Please personally reach out to me at fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. That's fosteringchange at comfortcases.org. Then 
do me a big favor. Please help spread the word. Share this podcast. Share it with your friends and your family. Remember, I say this quite often, we're all part of the same community. And that community, it's not our zip code, but our human race. Let's all make a difference.